0: Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, which is part of the Demcast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson in DC. Today is the last Start Me Up of 2019. Can you believe that? It's also the day Donald J. Trump gets impeached. Woohoo! Steph Walton is going to be here just a bit and we're going to be talking about all kinds of things. I'm in a mood, so... Yeah, we're going to be talking. Um, so what I'm going to do is keep this real brief, this intro, so that Stephanie and I can just have as much time as as we need to go off. Now, I say this every time. This is the last time I'm going to say it of the year. This podcast is supported by listeners. And oh my God, do I appreciate my patrons. <laughs> I really do. Um, and I'm just going to say, I've said this before, but I want to remind everybody that I lost all of my income in 2018. It was all snagged from me most of it, um, not my podcast income, which was very, very small. Um, it was, it was, it was taken from me because Mark Zuckerberg is a fucking asshole, and he shut down my Facebook page, and he shut down a bunch of the other pages that I was able to post my work on. And I wrote for a blog, and you know, I made money working um, for Liberals Unite and writing blogs. So that was all taken away from from us. Sam Wardy, who ran Liberals Unite, he lost everything he lost all of his income. And so I'm building from scratch. And while I have definitely seen growth this year, thank you for all of the people who support the show. um, I still have a long way to go. (laughs) So just uh, consider becoming a patron. Just go to start me up. I'm sorry, just go to patreon.com slash start me up. You can check out the front of the page and, you know, read the about section. And I have a whole bunch of interviews that I've included in there so you can listen to them. And if you like the show, just consider supporting it for a buck or two bucks a month. That's just like, you know, getting me a little tiny gift for all the work that I do all year. That would be awesome. And then also today we're going to be doing and another thing. And that's a segment that's $5 per month you get in, it's at least two times a month. And that's where uh, my co-host and I continue doing the show after the free show. And sometimes we get a little bit personal or whatever it is, try to give you something extra that's not in a free show. Uh, so we will be doing and another thing today and what else, what else, what else? I don't know. That's pretty much it other than the fact that you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and all the places where, you know, podcasts can be found. Uh, once again, it'd be great if you could subscribe to iTunes and if you could give the show, um, a review and, and. You know, five stars. Of course, I want five stars. But I only want you to review it if you like. So, um, I think that's fair. All right, that's going to be it for the intro. Now, Steph and I are going to get into it. Welcome, breezy, bouncy, Steph. (laughs)
1: Listen, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna come right out of the gate right now. And say I'm a little under the weather, okay? Okay. And I'm irritated. Me too. I'm irritated, <laughs> and I'm not trying to be funny. I'm irritated to the point of we we are in a dire set of circumstances in this country yes does that even make sense well yes, let, it let,
0: yes it does we we are and i i just have to say that i screwed up the beginning of this and you were already in this great fantastic rant and i realized i wasn't recording <laughs> so that was my fault but you, I, you're all riled up now so i just want let people me to know right back up yes i've got this for days and i'm
1: gonna <laughs> but i'm gonna just put a little disclaimer out there to anybody that's listening if i end up um like ranting too hard or it really makes me laugh and I start to choke cough. It's cause I'm a little bit under the weather. So just, you know, deal with it. All right. We are, we're human. Okay. So let me get back onto the rant. Yes. You know, it, 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 we were talking about before the, uh, technical snafu. We were talking about how people uh, on Twitter are saying that this is a sad day. John Cryer in particular. Nancy Pelosi's been saying it too. Yeah, it is a fucking sad day. It's sad as all get out that we have a person who is the leader of the free world. I, d- I don't want to call him a president yeah, because I know. he's not my president. He never will be, and he was installed. Yes, and, and the presidency was stolen. Yes, from a qualified woman who got three million more votes than him, and then okay. she
0: also got more votes than any white male candidate presidential candidate in history.
1: Yeah. So there's that, that. too. Okay. <laughs> I just knocked some of my, um, my, uh, my lungs loose when I just screamed <laughs> like that. So I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to scale it back a little bit, but here's what's happening. The person who for three years, by the way, I'm not three years older. I'm aging like a yeah. dog. I'm now <laughs> 75. Okay. That's my current age. And, and we have endured atrocities and we've witnessed Mm -hmm. crimes against human beings Mm -hmm. specifically brown Latinos who have who are seeking refuge and asylum in our country America I, I have a very dear friend who fought as a 16 year old boy with the Sandinistas as a Nicaraguan child his older brother, who was three years older than him, was killed in that war. He signed up to avenge his brother's death. I kid you not. This is a man. He's, he's a couple years younger than me. He's our age. He, he came here at the age of 19 with his 14-year-old little brother in his charge, crossed the border, put his hand up and said, we are seeking political asylum. We fled Nicaragua to start a new life here in America. And, and this was during Reagan. And they said, mm-hmm. welcome in. yes. welcome in and what he has done and what he continues to do he is now a citizen of the united states of america he's married to a a nicaraguan woman who got her citizenship two weeks ago three days before the two of them sat in my living room with congresswoman barbara lee and they raised their hands and talked about the america i'm I'm getting choked up i'm pissed
0: i know i know
1: i am pissed And everybody should be pissed. These are people who were seeking not just a better life, but safety Mm -hmm. from death, from certain death or murder. Okay? And this man and his wife contribute so much to... To our, our society, to our economy, they're raising three amazing daughters. They work their complete and utter asses off, and they're lovely people to boot. So I am so sick of him, and I have been sick of it since he was running when he was disparaging yeah. Mexicans and calling us rapists and murderers and drug dealers. I'm, I'm sick of it. And he's caging people because of the color of their skin because he is a racist. Yeah. There's no other way to slice it. No, he's and- a racist. He's been accused of rape.
0: Yeah, by, by multiple. multiple yeah, multiple credible women.
1: He's a misogynist. He's a cheater. Okay.
0: And he's a mobster.
1: And he's well, he wishes.
0: Well, he he is. He is. You know what? I got to say this. I got to say this. I was watching The Irishman, and uh, you know, it, obviously it's a mobster movie. And I think it was um, the lead guy, who of course, Robert, what's his name, Robert De Niro. I think he said. I think it was that character who said, this I can tell you. <laughs> and I, and it just like kind of in my mind, I was just imagining, you know, when Trump was the New York uh, real estate thing, he was, he was working with like, like the Italian New York mobsters. And he picked up their hand gestures and the way they spoke. That's why he says things like this, I can tell you this is what mobsters say. You know, and so he yeah. is, and and then he got pulled into the global um, oligarch mobster crowd just because Vladimir Putin recognized that he's a fucking idiot. Back, I mean, you know, there's an article that came out. I think it was in 2017 can't remember if it was the New York. I think it was the New Yorker, but it was just talking about the fact that they they believe people who have been following this, whether it's, I think it's intelligence or whatever, but been following this and, and, and how far back things can be traced. They think that the Russians were paying attention to Trump in 1977. I mean, I've seen reports about 1987, but this particular article said 1977. So they have all kinds of shit on this man and he is a mobster. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, this whole idea of even though we're, I'm really glad he's being impeached and, and, and I want to remind everybody this never would have happened if Democrats didn't show up to vote. We wouldn't have this, right. um, this impeachment day, which we all are very grateful for. But it's an awful day in our history because this is only the third time that a president is being impeached. Uh, Nixon was not impeached. He, he was the, – there was the threat and he just decided to step – You know, he was convinced to step down. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I kind of want to take this to a different conversation. And, you know, there have I mentioned at the start in the intro that I'm in a mood and there's very many reasons. There's very many different reasons. Sometimes some of it's personal. Some of it's just from the shit that I'm seeing on the Internet and the way that I'm being treated by other progressive men. Um, who are insisting that I have to like Junk Ugar or whatever his fucking name is, who I don't because he's a sexist. And if you think that he's great, that's that's awesome for you. Did uh, you call him Junk? Well, he is Junk, but um, <laughs> jank. Junk. But um, if there's a man listening to this who really likes Junk and thinks, but Kimberly, he apologized. I don't want to hear it. If you like him, that's great. I'm not going to try to convince you
1: hear him talk about bestiality? Yes.
0: Yes, I God. heard that. I heard him talk about all the, you know, there was a number of things he talked about while he was on the Young Turks, and he was just being awful. And there is a woman whose name escapes me, Kathy something. Uh, she is running as a Democrat in that district. That's who has my support. And if there is a man, like I said, listening, or a woman who thinks that I should be giving Jenk another chance, no, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for or who to like, please don't tell me, because it right. fucking pisses me off. It's like, I'm not, you know, I'm going to say my piece, and I'm going to have my feeling about it. And if 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 you don't agree, okay, that's fine. I'm not going to get upset because you don't see the things the way I do, but I'm going to post what I want on my pages and I'm going to say what I want on my podcast. And if you disagree with me, that's fine. We're not going to, because like this guy had said to me, like, I usually agree with you. It's like, so what? That's great. You usually agree with me. So we disagree in one area. That's common. That's what, that's how people are. We don't always all agree on everything. So, Mm -hmm. but, but people throw that at you as like a guilt thing. Like, well, I usually agree with you, but this time you're wrong. And it's like, no, you know what? We just disagree. If you like junk, that's fine. I don't. So anyway, um, that I like woke up to this irritating response, but, but going farther than that. Um, Okay. I had a woman on, on Monday, and we had a great conversation. She wrote a book called Vote Her In, and she is definitely very positive about the idea that a, women, a woman can be president in 2020. And I'm feeling like this. Anything can happen, and I will throw in there that uh, somebody, I don't have the name of it, but Lawrence O'Donnell quote tweeted this guy. And he said, in 2017, 2000, or I'm sorry, December 17th, 2003, Polls showed Howard Dean pulling away from the Democratic field with 23 percent, followed by Wesley Clark at 10 percent, Joe Lieberman 10 percent, Richard Gephardt 6 percent, Al Sharpton 5. In sixth place with a mere 4 percent was John Kerry, who turned out to be the 2004 nominee. So Mm -hmm. that is a reminder that where we are right now isn't necessarily where we're going to be, you know, in April. Um, That said, Joe Biden's support continues to grow. And um, it doesn't feel like if, if he carries this through. Um, what is it? Super Tuesday, then he's pretty much going to be the nominee. Um, now, I'm going to say this guy's name wrong. Wajahat Ali. I think that's his name.
1: Yeah, that, that sounds good to me. Yeah. He, now, I love him. He
0: he tweeted this. I've had many conversations this year with voters of color who are voting for whom they think white America will go for instead of their preferred choice. So Mm -hmm. they think Biden is white America's guy, maybe even Bloomberg. Thus, that is the pick. Anyone have any similar experiences? Oh, my God. On Saturday, I've told you guys about this. There's this woman at my grocery store who I absolutely adore. She's so freaking sweet. And she's about my age. She's black. And we often talk about politics. So we just started talking about politics. And she's like, yeah, Biden. I'm for Biden or Bloomberg. And and she goes, look, I'm a New York woman. I, I lived in New York, and he really cleaned up the city. And he's self-made. He's not like Trump, where he's fake, you know, fake billionaire. He's a real billionaire. And so I, I and I just said to her, I said, okay, I get where you're coming from, and I get how you feel, because she she kept reiterating, it's the political political climate we're in. This is what we're you know, it's gonna take a white man. And I and I just looked at her and I said, but if we just if we keep pushing this perception then that's just going to become the reality. And she's like, "No, you know, the other day cuz she also works at a courthouse. So she works two jobs and 7 days a week and she said that while she was at the courthouse, I guess they were on lockdown cuz some white dude with a gun was threatening everybody. And then she brought up the 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 killings in New Jersey and she said the climate right now is so nasty that it's going to take a white guy to beat a white guy." And I I, I look at her and I feel like, look, how can I even argue with her? She's a black woman who is fucking frightened. And the funny thing is, is that, you know, Wajahat Ali said that this is this is what he's been hearing. And I heard it, too. Yeah, I heard it, too. And it's like, I don't I don't see it on the Internet so much. So it's leading me to believe. And it's like, I don't know. Maybe I'm not maybe hanging out in the right places on the Internet, but. I've not seen that particular message on the internet. And so I'm just like, I feel like this is what black and brown families are talking about. They're, they're, they're talking and amongst themselves perhaps. And, and word is spreading like, Hey, we've got to make this choice because we don't want this election to be fucked up. And I get it. And it's like Biden's numbers is, he's very high with the black community. And, and, and when I, you know, like when I see those numbers, here's how I think okay, well, I'm a white woman and I have privilege and I I am a woman, but I'm white and I have privilege. If black people are saying we need to have Biden, I feel like who am I to argue with them? Because their lives are the ones that are literally on the line, literally black and brown people. And so, Mm -hmm. but, but then I take a look at it and I say, okay, with, with all of the candidates, and I wish I would have done this because in my mind, I, there's like this chart and you could give everybody a one, two and three. And so you could say like Joe Biden with white voters, Joe Biden with black voters, Joe Biden with women, Joe Biden with youth. And, and then, you, you know, you give them a one, two or three and you add everything up. Elizabeth Warren wins because she's she's right now she doesn't have strong support from the black community but she does have strong support from um the never like that the vote blue no matter who she has strong support from women she's got strong support from young people joe biden doesn't have strong support from young people he just doesn't and that concerns no. me and so i you know i feel like He's being shoved down our throats. And then I feel like that there are people in this country who are so afraid for their lives that they're like, okay, well, we have to go with who we think is the safest choice. And we think that's Joe Biden. And, you know, it's like I put up a tweet the other day that said something like, Joe Biden is like, that, is like people want him because he's the comfort food. They, they make, he makes them feel comfortable. He's mashed potatoes and gravy and butter and stuffing and all of that. While Elizabeth Warren is salmon with quinoa and fresh greens. And people are like, mm, I, don't, I, want, I want stuffing and I want butter. I want to feel good. And, but what, what she offers is better for us in the long run. Now, I know there might be people listening who say, no, I think Joe offers us something better in the long run. But really, what is what is his message other than I can beat Trump? That's what he's selling us, you know, and it's like there's flaws with every can candidate. He? I I don't know. And there there are flaws with every candidate, including Elizabeth Warren. I, I, I don't want to be this person that's only pushing Elizabeth Warren because I realize that we all have our preferences and I, I genuinely respect everybody for their own particular preferences. But it's like, when I look at this, I feel like she's got the most support from all of the groups as opposed to a whole bunch of support from one group really specifically. And so, you know, I think that um, going back to that quote that I read, that tweet that I don't have the person, John Kerry was the front runner. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Howard Dean was the front runner, but John Kerry picked it up. So I do think that anything's possible. But in this climate, as she pointed, as a woman pointed out, people are fucking afraid. They're afraid for their lives. They're afraid for their children's lives. And they have absolute reason to be. They are justified. And I'm afraid, but for different reasons. I have different fears. I don't have a child that I'm worried about. You do. You have, you know, I mean, you have kids. And you have to worry about their future. Whether it's, you know, and it's like, uh, there was something the other day And I'll shut up in a second. But there was there was this thing on Twitter the other day with the the, like, I guess they were in the Navy and they were like they were flashing the white power sign. Oh, yeah.
1: They were in the army and it was disgusting. Okay. That, that, you know, come on. Yeah. God.
0: And so it's like we need to squash this because we can't have we can't have your children growing up in America. That is a white supremacist nation. We cannot do that.
1: Well, and my kids have this amazing um sort of shield um that is the Bay Area and that is yes. Brooklyn Berkeley, where you know, my goal and and my husband's goal was like I want them not to see gender or color. I really yeah. don't because because as I like to always say, people love people, so why should it be? You know what I mean? And um and literally like that song is in my head constantly yeah. people are people it doesn't matter and they don't see it but they're they're not they're not you know that's not the norm um it's gonna get it's it's gotten a little bit ugly here i mean some of the things that they say i was i was dropping my son off at school uh, a couple of days ago and he, he goes that's so and so and he just used the n word at another kid a black wow. kid at school the other day and i was like oh my god what happened he said he almost got you know, beat down by everybody. Good. Like people don't, they aren't going to stand for that. That isn't the norm, but it's, but people have been given license to fly those flags, you know, and to say that stuff because it's acceptable now because the person at the top says so. Yeah. And, and 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 Trump has given license to everybody to just be, you know, hey, we're going to disparage people of color. We're going to disparage women. We're going to disparage uh, trans people. We're going to take rights away from all of those people. We're going to cage uh, Latinos for being brown. We're going to sit back and not give health care to a 16 year old boy who is Uh, dying of flu symptoms while sleeping on a concrete slab with a foil blanket and who collapses on the floor in the bathroom of his cell. And then they (sighs) shut it off, shut off the cameras for a few hours. It was so hard to watch that false entries into their database and then say, we don't know what happened. He was fine when we checked on him. Well, no, we let him die. Is what we did. Yeah. Because we're inherently racist too. Right?
0: Yes. Yes. And this, I mean, when I said that, you know, your children shouldn't grow up in a white supremacist, white supremacy nation, I mean, in a way we already are. It's just that it, you know, it's up until Trump, people would keep it on the down low. And so they weren't feeling emboldened to be open about it. But now people are feeling open about it. I mean, there's always going to be a white supremacy problem just because, Fucking stupid white people for some reason think they're superior. I just do not understand this. But they do. And they're so frightened of people that don't look like them having power. There's just frightens it's 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 all back to the patriarchy and white supremacy go together like fucking peas and carrots. And white men do not want to lose their power. I don't yeah. know why they think that they're superior, but they do. And, you know, it's so I don't want to be naive when I say white supremacy was, it's not, of course, Trump didn't introduce this. He just helped it. Um, he helped people feel comfortable being open about it. And yes. so, and, and so we, we, you know, it's like, we're never going to get rid of sexism. We're never going to get rid of racism. But what we can do is like what you were saying is collectively put the pressure on those people. It's like, fine, if you want to be a white supremacist and think you're better, do it alone in your house where no one has to deal with you. You can do it there. You can you can be racist in your own house, and no one else has to put up with your shit. But then when okay. it becomes this whole national or national national thing, um, it it's just so upsetting. And you know, I mean, I I feel kind of bad because I wanted to be happy about this show. You know, like I wanted to be happy because it's the last day of the uh, the last show of the year, and Trump is being impeached, and I just wanted to do the happy dance all over the place. But I'm fucking stressed out, and I and, and I'm also stressed out because, okay, so I guess you're aware of, there was George Conway, Steve Schmidt, Rick Wilson, and then another guy who I can't remember from the Wall Street Journal. And there's a bunch of other, I think Jennifer Rubin is the only woman in this group who have formed a pack, a conservative pack. I think they've already collected a million dollars. And their main goal is to stop Trump. And they even said, it was like they they, they posted something in the New York Times. And part of what they said was, you know, we don't, even if this means that the Democrats win Congress, we just need to get Trump out. And so there's this battle that I'm having right now, in my own mind, with the never Trumpers, I never fucking trusted George Conway. And and I see Democrats embracing him. And it really concerns me. And uh-huh. I mean, I embraced to a degree, Steve Schmidt. Um, and he did piss me off when he went on Morning Joe and attacked Elizabeth Warren. And again, it's not because he doesn't, support Warren. I mean, he's a fucking conservative. I don't expect him to support Warren. But when you say that you know, Trump is an existential sh- threat, then why are you giving Republicans audio and video for attack ads if she happens to be the nominee? When, you know, what he attacked her on, Rebecca Traster wrote a fantastic fucking article on this and how basically Schmidt was full of shit because there's all kinds of hypocritical things, which he called her a hypocrite, um, that Joe Biden has done and said, But of course, he's supporting Joe Biden because he's the white centrist man. And it makes sense that the conservative never Trumper would back the white centrist man. So, you know, I I always had I always look at never Trumpers like this. We can hold hands and say, get Trump out, but we don't we don't take their advice Unless it's good. Unless it's like, hey, I know the ins, you know, like the, the, the personal workings or the inner workings of the conservative party. And here's the best way to combat that. Yes, Democrats could take that kind of advice, but not like when Rick Wilson is screaming at us that we're stupid and inept and we don't do anything right. Fuck that shit. You're the you're the whole reason why we have Trump. Your antics, the th- you know, he I, I've said this before, but he did an attack ad on a Republican man who was a veteran and lost both his legs and, and his arm. And, you know, because Rick was working for the guy who was his opponent. They were both yeah. Republicans, but this is the kind of man Rick Wilson is. Sure, he says a lot of funny things. Sure, he's got a quick wit. But to his core, he is a Republican who doesn't give a shit about black people or women or veterans, really. You know, he could talk a good game, but he's full of shit. And so I see Democrats palling around with these people. They're having dinner with them, and they're they're perhaps even getting, giving money to their PACs. And that concerns me because then other Democrats, the voters, see these people and they think, oh, well, this person who I really like is a Democrat, likes George Conway and they like Rick Wilson. And it's like, I liked that Steve Schmidt tells it like it is of all the people out there, including Maddow, which does a fan fucking tastic job of splicing together what's happening with Russians and how it's affecting us. But she does it in the detail, like, okay, here's detail A and detail B and detail C. Steve Schmidt paints a full picture of how this, uh, how Putin basically is using Trump as a puppet and how it's hurting us. And I appreciate that he's doing that. But I do not appreciate the fact that he's smearing a possible Democratic candidate and giving, you know, and he said to me, because I called him out on Twitter, and he said, well, respectfully, you know, they had this information. It's like, yes, but you gave them audio and video. You, you're helping them. And so you say he's an existential threat, but if she's the nominee, then what? And then they use your your fucking words to smear her. And it's not even fucking really 100% accurate what he's saying about her. So it's like, I, I see this happening and, and they've got this pack and like Sherry Jacobus, who was on the show last week and she's fantastic, um, who was also, I mean, I don't know if she's still a Republican really. I don't know, but she was, she may still be Republican. She may still be conservative, but it's like, she doesn't fucking trust George Conway and I don't trust him. He's married to Kelly Ann Conway. Come on people. Hello. Yes. It's Hello like, everybody. We can all say, I appreciate the idea, you know, what's going to happen with this pact if they're successful whether or not they're successful, this will happen. But specifically, let's say they, you know, they've already gotten a million dollars. They're going to get some more money. Please, Democrats, give your money to Democrats, not to George Conway. Um, Correct. But, you know, let's say that everybody wins and Trump is voted out and we get a blue Congress and we get a, you know, we've got a blue, blue president. What do you think these guys are going to do with with their pack? They're going to, they're going to be conservatives and they're going to push to get us right back to where we were, which got us Trump in the first place. So yes, we can appreciate the fact and even talk to them on our podcasts and all of that about how they're going to beat Trump, but never for one minute, never assume that these people are going to do right by, yeah, they're not going to, they're still at best casual racists because they can look away. They're able to say, well, I've got mine, I've got my nice house, I've got my nice paycheck from, you know, whatever shows I'm doing and books I'm writing and campaigns I'm working on. And, you know, there are poor people, there are poor black people who are getting the shaft, but I don't have to really deal with them. So I don't care.
1: That's but the... I gotta, but I gotta go make my 750 for my appearance on MSNBC right now. So I'll catch you guys later. Exactly,
0: and it's like, so let's I don't not know forget. If that's a real
1: number, I heard that once that they at like 700 <laughs> bucks in appearance. Wouldn't right, that well... be rad. Let's get that job. Can we get that job? I would never. I, I could criti- I criticize
0: the news media too much. Um, you know, and the thing is, is now I'm in this really tough place with Steve Schmidt. I invited him to be on the show on the on the 15th of. January, and I'm going to have to honor that. I don't want to say, forget it, you're not invited. And I don't want to be combative. And I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to take this time off. I'm going to try to fucking chill out. I don't know if that's going to be possible. But, um, and I'm going to try to figure out an angle to not be combative with him, focus solely on Trump, um, maybe address the thing with Elizabeth Warren just in the beginning and get it out of the way. But uh, I want to... I think moving forward, I'm going to be, you know, Sherry Jacobus was a fantastic guest. People liked her. And when I watch her on Twitter, I swear to God, there's nothing she says that I say, oh, well, I don't agree with that. Maybe that'll happen one day. And of course, like I said earlier, we don't always agree with everybody. But I mean, you know, she's out there going after John uh, George Conway. And it's like, oh my God, everything she says is, is, it's not, it's not about an opinion that I agree with. It's fact. She's just stating fact. And I I mean, she's a smart cookie. She's very smart. I mean, the the only thing that I could say that isn't fact is she does, um, you know, as soon as, and we talked about this when Trump went to that, um, Walter Reed for his, you know, phase one of his bullshit, uh, (laughs) (laughs) physical, um, you know, she thinks that might be his, his way of perhaps setting it up that he's going to have to resign because he's sick. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I don't know if that's gonna I don't know if that's gonna happen. But what's interesting? Check this out. I don't know if you saw yesterday. Bob Bob Seska wrote in Salon. Um, Even if he's acquitted in the Senate, which is which is likely, none of the underlying crimes will be erased. There will be no verdict of innocence. The Justice Department Office of Legal Counsel ruled in two thousand that the Constitution permits a former president to be indicted and tried for the same offenses for which he was impeached by the house of representatives and acquitted by the Senate. So that's something that's good to know. And if, if, if he yeah. was, he, if he was smart, he would get out now.
1: He's you not know. smart. No, he's he's too
0: filled with his own ego. He, here's what I
1: think you know the Walter Reed thing that's just weird. Yeah. And and someone was saying, you know that I mean he looks different whatever. He he looks I'm paying less attention to looking at him because um I can't <laughs> you know, like I, I know. I, no I mean like I mean you know, like Nancy Pelosi said I I I hate no one. How dare you associate me with that word or what you know whatever she said, right? But like look what he's look what he's done yeah and it's all for him yeah. yeah it's all to enrich himself it's all about his ego he's a lunatic mm-hmm. and the things that come out of his mouth nancy's teeth were falling out I of her know. Head.
0: Like, oh my god
1: you know i i can't he's 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 demeaned the office of the presidency he's he's made us a joke worldwide like what is United States government if there's no if the president is an absolute laughingstock and a joke and can't be taken seriously and is too and is, and is ignorant and possibly unintelligent yeah you know um but he's a he's a horrible person yeah he's a horrible person who does horrible things to people And whether he went to Walter Reed because he had, you know, a stroke or whatever may have happened or whatever they were hiding, clearly they're hiding something, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing, nothing is going to make him walk away. No,
0: no, especially especially now that we know since McConnell has said he refuses to be impartial. There it is. McConnell's the only one who could get him to leave. So he's not leaving.
1: Yeah, I don't think any of them are going to walk away, quite honestly. Like, I mean, they, they, uh, you know, look at McConnell's gonna, McConnell's like the dog on your pant leg that is like biting and and (laughs) kicking and screaming and not gonna let you go, right? Until you break down. Yeah. He is, he is gonna bite your ankles until you can no longer. Right. Walk. Yeah. He's going to hobble us. Yeah. And he's done that successfully Mm -hmm. for how many years? You know, I mean, look what he did to Obama. Yeah. And 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 he's proud of it. Mm -hmm. They're proud of their obstruction. They're proud of cheating. They're. Oh, when have you ever heard a Republican elected in the in the House or the Senate or a governor or or somebody say. It is a crime what they're doing to these Latinos and these, Mm
0: -hmm. these, these
1: migrant families. Have you heard any of them say? No, the,
0: the, the only thing, you know what, I, I will say this. I mean, um, not so much to what you're saying about that particular subject, but, um, Obama recently just said that, you know, women should rule the world for two years and everything would run smoother. And, right. and fucking Joe Walsh agreed with him. What's really funny about that is there was a lot of, um, even Democrats arguing about that. I got it. I got into it with this one guy and he just doesn't understand what I'm trying to say. And and basically the idea is we should just have more women in government, period. Uh, and what that means is more conservative women. Because if you take a look at the map or at the... Uh, the, the congressional, there's like a picture of the, all the people in the, in Congress and you've got the GOP and the Democrats. The Democrats still have a long way to go, but it's a much more diverse crowd. We've got women and people of color, whereas mostly in the GOP picture, it's white older white men or white men. And so I feel like people are saying, well, w- w- as long as they're not like Sarah Palin or as long as they're not like Su- Susan Collins, it's like, you know what, Are you going to vote for the conservatives? What difference? I'd rather just have more women, even if it means those. And what that would mean is the GOP women would replace the GOP men. And does it mean that one is better than the other? I don't know. Who gives a shit? I just want more representation because women represent half of humanity. So we should be represented when it comes to government. We should have that. Half of us should be in there. And right now it's 80% men. And, and that's throughout the entire Congress. It's 80% men. So it's like, sure, I don't like Susan Collins. Sure, I hate Sarah Palin. And I think, you know, there's so many Republican women that are just fucking awful. But so are the men. So are the men. And the woman that I spoke with, um, Rebecca Sive, she wrote, vote her in. She had said, you know, on Monday, that she said, look, I have a lot of Democratic friends that are don't don't agree with me on this. But I do think that if we just had more representation of women overall, that the conservative woman would be a little bit more, um, you know, what's the word? Like, she thinks they would push for equal pay in the workplace and and specifically having to do with work, that there would be more equality. And I can kind of see where that might go. Like, maybe they would be anti-choice, but since all women have to you know basically deal like all conservative women just like all democratic women in the workforce have seen or experienced sexism or discrimination in one way or another so yeah. um you know if if a if a republican woman said hey women i've got your back in the workplace that's going to you know help get more women to vote for them i could i could see that i'm not saying it's going to happen or not going to happen but certainly that, that is a possibility, but we don't know because we don't have that. Right now we have white men that are deciding what's going on in the GOP. And so I keep seeing, you know, people arguing with me. And the thing is, is like Joe Walsh agreed with Obama. And then somebody who I'm not allowed to say, and I can't say who it is, but it's supposedly it's a progressive person, disagreed with him. Like, oh, well, that you're, basically he's saying women are more moral than, than men. And, and this was somebody who's supposed to be on our side. So we've got Joe Walsh, who was a fucking birther, racist, yeah. attacking Obama, is now agreeing with him. I mean, he quote tweeted right. me and he said, for the record, I agree with Obama. And it's like, I don't, I'm not trying to push Joe Walsh on anyone because, frankly, I think he's full of shit with his campaign. Um, but I don't think he's full of shit with his, I don't know evolved thinking. I think he realizes that being an asshole didn't serve him. I I do think it comes out of maybe, you know, oftentimes we evolve because we selfishly recognize something and he maybe selfishly realized that being an asshole didn't serve him. And, and, and maybe he, he truly, as a person thought, you know what, this is, this is not fun for me. Well, you know, I, I, I've watched him since I interviewed him and like he did a Christmas or I'm sorry, a Thanksgiving video with his wife and they had all kinds of healthy foods. And, he seems to be like a nice man outside. I mean, yes, he's racist and he said racist things and all of that, but he got worked up just like, you know, we get worked up. I'm worked up today. That doesn't turn me into a racist. I'm not excusing that. But I I feel like we get caught up in our little tribes and we start echoing what we see and we think we're going to get points for it. And we think we're going to, you know, we're going to get more followers or we're going to get more attention or whatever it is. So we, and that's what he said, you know, he's just going along with his tribe and he was repeating uh-huh. everything and and you know i mean again this is not me defending him but it's me recognizing that you know there are people out there that are i don't know i, I can't even remember why. i i'm obviously i'm i'm just tangenting off and i'm going off into all this stuff and i i brought him up just because i i noticed that um there are people on our side who are arguing with obama and he's actually you know, agreeing with him. And I guess the world is fucking upside down. And the other thing was I was on Facebook yesterday and I see Joe Walsh fucking, his tweet was on a feminist page. <laughs> and I sent oh, it geez. to him. I sent it to him. I'm like, look at this, a feminist page posted your tweet. And he was like, cool, thanks. And, you know, I just thought it was kind of funny. It's like, I think he's, I think he's full of shit with the running for president thing. He, he's all he does is tweet. That's all he does he never met I, I, I I'm like dude you should make videos you should confront Trump and you should you know do like a, a weekly fireside chat where you're aggressively going after Trump because I wanted him to do that so Trump would pay attention to him and not pay attention to the Democrats and he's like yes I'm gonna do it and then he never did it like whatever. But I yeah, mean, right. but it's like, so I mean, I, I don't want anyone to think that I'm like, Oh, my God, Joe Walsh is so awesome. I mean, I, but I do, I do kind of believe that he is finding a new way, just like with David Weissman, who we interviewed. Um, yeah, you know, he's not as far along as David, because David Weissman is a full on progressive now. Um, and that will never but happen he's with Walsh. Well, yeah, I mean, he thought, you know, he instead of being tribal, which you know he's always saying, "Oh my God, I believe Hannity." Oh my God, and it's funny because he me- he messages me a lot and we go back and forth, and I can't even remember exactly what we were talking about, but it was it had something to do with one of the presidential candidates and and um you know I'm like, well I don't like this one and this one I'm not sure of, and he's like, oh my God, being a conservative was so much easier, and I said, yeah, it's really hard to be a fucking liberal, it's just yeah, really hard. Yeah,
1: because you gotta be woke. Yeah, you gotta be woke. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and everybody thinks they're right, and everybody you know it's like my way's better and you know we get condescending with each other and and you know I mean we saw it with Bernie and Hillary. We saw that whole I mean granted it was um, the Russians certainly had a part to play in that and they're still doing it as far as the division. but I mean, you know they're, they're regardless you go back to the 2008, um, election with Hillary and Obama. And the people who were for Hillary hated Obama. And vice versa, everybody hated each other. You know, and then we all had to come together in the end. And I mean, I'm hoping that we can do that this time. I mean, as much as I don't want it to be Joe Biden, because I'm I, like, are young people going to come out for him? I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so. And if he's the nominee, I'll fucking I'll be all on it. But I will be disappointed, because I feel like we could do better than Joe Biden. We could do better, but uh,
1: yes. But let me, you know, just I, I, you, you, you talked about. You started with Wajahat, and I. got, I wish I could pronounce that right, but I do adore
0: him. Wajahat. Oh, wait, Wajahat, Wajahat, Wajahat. Ali, yeah, Ali,
1: who is is he's funny too. Yeah, he's got he the best. He's got the best Twitter. Uh-huh. He's really got a great Twitter thing going on. But anyway, um, I, you know, I've met and and spoken to, um. I'm going to guess they're probably in their early 60s, some African-American women here in Oakland who are very active, and they're active with the NAACP, and they said, we're moderates, Yeah. and Joe Biden right. is our candidate. there
0: you go. I mean, that, there's a moderates. lot of that.
1: And and it's that's that's who they are as voters, yes. and, and I don't know if it, it has to do with their age so much as it has to do with, you know, it got me thinking, it's like, okay, so people of color— and women and, and um, you know, anybody essentially that's not um, a white man with money mm-hmm. has to think a little bit further than just, that's my candidate and he's white and I'm voting for him. <laughs> it's more like, you know what, we are in this for the long game yeah. and we've waited long enough. You know, part of, so, so like, I, I wonder if certain voters who, you know, people of color who are like, we're in it for Joe Biden right Mm -hmm. because they see maybe maybe what their experience tells them is this is the only person who can beat a megalomaniac white guy Mm -hmm. maybe that and and you know these these women that i spoke to have been alive a little bit longer than me they've been active in politics longer than i have they've seen more shit they've seen a decade more of discrimination yeah they've seen a decade more of oppression and, and maybe they, maybe that they're being realistic. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm literally just trying to see it from all sides. Right. You know, I am going to vote for whomever yeah. gets. Whoever. The nomination. I'm in love with Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. I, I love what she stands for. I love who she is. I love that she's got a plan for everything. And I love that it's well thought out all along the way. Mm-hmm. I love that she turned the mortgage industry around. Yes. I mean, let's let's call it like it is, people. <laughs> Virtually, I mean, that was her. That was her. Okay, she speaks truth to power like my like my queen, Barbara Lee. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like my like my other queen and mentor, Buffy Wicks. Yes. These people are not afraid. These are women who have risen from, you know, trailer parks and the Jim Crow South. Mm -hmm. They don't have anything to lose. They they they're looking out truly for what's good for all people. Mm -hmm. But they're women making changes at all levels of government. Right. Just like Elizabeth Warren is. But in my lifetime, I've never seen a viable Latino in the race like I have and like I do now with Julian Castro. And he speaks to that part of me. And, and, you know, fall in love in the primary, fall in line in the general. Yeah. You know, I I support him wholeheartedly because people of color, brown people, Latinx people, um, you know, a dear friend of mine is a queer woman, Latinx woman who's running for judge in Alameda County, which is the county that I reside in. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, people are standing up and they're just... People are willing to put it on the line. Like, yeah. um, and, and women at all levels of government, as you know, I'm running for city council in the city of Oakland. Um, there's never been a Latina on the Oakland city council. I've done my research. I've looked into it. I've talked to the woman that held my seat for 16 years prior to the guy that I'm running against who's been in it for seven. Like, let's mix things up here. I've got a lot to offer. I've lived a life. Mm-hmm. I work my best butt off at every turn i'm looking out for people at at every level right uh uh, uh, the most vulnerable among us need needs support from those of us that have a little extra to give yeah right whether it's energy whether it's money whether it's time you name it you know what i mean we Mm got to look out for each other that's what i see in elizabeth warren yeah that's what i see in julian castro yes me too that's what I see in Cory Booker. That's yeah, I, I, just, in I just, I just feel like,
0: I feel like, I mean, you know, it's like I said at the beginning, I, I don't want to be the, the privileged white person who doesn't get it, you know, who, who's like, oh, it should just be the way I think it should be. No, I think that we are living in a country with, all these different people who have, you know, and you, you were talking about the women that you know who are they're basically centrist and they're moderate Democrats. And, and frankly, I, I am, how can I say this? Um, if somebody supports Joe Biden because they are at their core, a moderate Democrat, I totally support that. Like, I'm like, all right. I mean, I may, I may have a different idea about who should lead, but if that's their, if that's the reason that they like Joe Biden, because he has the ideas that they like or whatever it is, um, because they share that moderate democratic uh, point of view, I have respect for that. The thing that i 'm not going to say it 's not a not a lack of respect, but I would just I wish that people would not vote out of fear because if they have a candidate that they would prefer, I would hope that the, that they would vote for that candidate in the primary and and let the chips fall where they may. But the idea of voting out of fear when does acting out of fear, when is that the best idea? It never is. It's now nev- we can't allow the bullies to dictate how we choose to proceed with this. And it's, it's walking a very fine line because I totally get where, um, because we have so many candidates, uh, what happens if, you know, there's there's a tie, or you know it's like there's a brokered convention and all i mean there there's so many there's so many variables, and it feels like for some people, well, Joe Biden is the safest route to go because it's just no nonsense and we'll there he'll be, but it's like is he it, can he win? can he even handle uh you know a full term because the presidency is like you talk about dog years. It's it's like dog ears times four if you're the president, especially a president walking in. You know, I mean, look what Obama had to deal with when when Bush was gone. Oh that's fucking a cakewalk to whatever right. person walks into after Trump because it's not over when Trump is gone. We have Trumpism, we have Fox uh-huh. News, we have a whole bunch of people now that are like we have this broken Republican Party that's going to be scurrying to figure out how to get their power back. And we're going to have so many angry Trump supporters who are are going to, you know, go to violence. And, you know, by the way, I also want to say, please, 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 if you're listening to this, do not uh, diminish when when these Trump supporters say that they're going to be violent. Don't make fun of them and assume that they're lying, because not every Trump supporter is going to be violent. Most of them are not. But we've already seen that there there are several that are willing to send packages to people like Hillary Clinton and Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff, um, that are MAGA supporters. And, you know, we, we've seen violence from these people. We've, Heather Heyer died, um, in a, that, in that March, um, in Virgin was it in Virginia? Yeah. Yes. Charlottesville. Charlottesville. And, and, and we saw, you know, we've just seen across the country, people who are willing to fight or, or, you know, use their guns. So it's like, don't, don't assume that they're just a bunch of old people who aren't willing to do anything. There are, there are people no matter what age they are. Yeah. They are willing to go fucking nuts. So
1: there are people who are willing to kill because they're, they're that motivated. Yeah. By their work, And it's, by not their the it's not the
0: majority. It's no, not the majority, but it's enough. One is but enough, ha-
1: but that one's enough. And that's, we should all be awake Yeah, and, and on and, and ready. Um, you know, uh, I have a fantasy. I want, I want to see, you know, I thought we were going to see a I thought we'd be living in a, in a country right now, three years in with a woman, a capable woman president who would have turned things around in Russia yeah. or w- where our, w- with our relationship with Russia. I mean, she would have, she would have clapped back so hard on that sack over there. Yeah. Um, um, can you imagine you know, yes, she'd never be able to get anything through the Senate, but, but she wouldn't have nominated Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: You know what? I'm it saying? never would have happened. Like, look at what we look at what women have had to endure. Look at what that the the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh brought to the forefront the horror that was Christine Blasey Ford's story. Yeah. And made all of us.
0: Which by the way, George Conway, I think supported Kavanaugh.
1: Yeah, he did. So there you go. Um, I you know, I got into a a huge I didn't I have a friend who went to Yale with him and who knew him, and who a very liberal, dear, dear friend who said that she didn't believe it and don't believe everything (sighs) you hear, and I'm like Listen, unless I'm there, I believe the people. Yeah. Like I'm gonna listen, and and let's prove it. Yeah. All everything pointed in a direction that this guy has problems. Yes. And he's a blackout drunk. Yes. 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 Somebody paid off all of his debts. That he's
0: lying. Yeah, I mean, take had- take her out of the equation and just his, his fucking behavior alone. Uh, Wittes, Benjamin Wittes, who writes for, is it Lawfare blog? Yeah. Um, you know, he, I think, was supporting him. And, and then finally he did an op-ed and said, no, I'm sorry. This guy should not be on the Supreme Court. And, you know, again, it, it, take out of what Blasey Ford said, because we can't prove it. We can't prove it. How can you prove something that um, didn't even, I mean, she didn't get raped. It was an attempted rape. And it was when she was a fucking teenager. You can't prove that shit. I mean, and, and people who were there with her didn't testify. And so it was just unfortunate. So how did he react? His reaction was fucking poor. He was screaming. Oh he was behaving. Way, he's screaming he like
1: behaved to Amy Klobuchar, Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the most mortifying. I mean, yes. I was like, Oh my God. There's just the lack of sensitivity, but he's lived his whole life yeah. being spoon fed uh-huh. ideas and being told he's exceptional and that rules don't apply to him. And, and what I'm saying right now is we have got to shift that we need women to like like obama said we need not only do we need women in charge but we need women to just say you know what <laughs> I'm running. Yeah. I'm putting myself out there because it doesn't change. Look at what AOC did. Yeah. She unseated the second most powerful man in Congress because she had a ground game, mm-hmm. because she because she did her homework. She did the work. She yeah. met the people. She asked yes. people what they want and what they'd like to see changed. And now look at what she's doing. Yeah, I mean, it's heavy. It's heavy. And it, ins- it inspires me. And and um, you know these are the this is how Hillary oh my God what she had to endure I know Holy
0: I know and you know what we haven't talked since Kamala Harris dropped did did we talk no that that's you know look I was. You, you know me, I was for Elizabeth Warren. And then I was kind of like, okay, well, Kamala is a close second. It, it got to the point right before she uh, dropped out. You
1: switched teams.
0: Well, I was 50-50. I, I, I would say I was 51 Elizabeth and 49. And the only reason Elizabeth had the advantage was because of her plans and her broader vision. But... Um, you know, I, but what Elizabeth doesn't have that, that Kamala has is the prosecutorial experience. And then also, um, Kamala said that she would prosecute Trump, which is something that I would really like to see the next administration do. And I don't know that Elizabeth Warren will do that. I hope she does. But if, if she were to be, you know, I think Biden probably will because it's personal with him. And Trump went after his child, so I think there's a decent chance that Biden would would, you know, tell the DOJ, go ahead and, 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 and investigate and go after. But, um, you know, I don't I don't know if Elizabeth Warren would want to do that. It is a divisive thing to do. And, uh, you know, the way I look at it now, though, is uh, the Republicans. If, if we um, if we lose the House, they're going to impeach the president. Doesn't matter who it is, uh, right. because Republicans are just going to play dirty in a way that, for, f- moving forward, it's going to be worse. They're, they're going to they're go-, go after the president who is no longer president, and they're going to impeach. And so instead of worrying about setting precedents just this man is a fucking mobster criminal and go after him I mean obviously the president isn't going to go after him but the president can give the okay to the Department of Justice to do that and so you know Greg Oliar was on the show and he was fantastic and he's all for he was all for Kamala and he he made that argument and it really made me think it really made me think and it made me look at her a little bit in a new light and I was like okay maybe she was at 47 percent and Elizabeth was at like 53 It, it just it just narrowed like it was almost half and half and then all of a sudden she's gone and then the speculation is that perhaps the biden campaign um got to her and said hey if you just drop out now i'll make you you know if i find the nominee you've got the vp spot and you know i don't know if that's what happened but that's the chatter about what could have possibly happened um here's what
1: i think i think i think he's going to pick Stacey abrams Mm mm-hmm because who I would love. To, and then I think he'd put Kamala in
0: at AG. And that would be great. I would because love that. I don't think but Kamala Kamala, Kamala just skin. so you know, Kamala turned down AG to Obama. So that doesn't mean she would turn it down now, but she when Obama offered it to her, she turned it down.
1: She did? Yes.
0: So no. that makes me wonder like would she would she be interested in in being AG? I mean, I don't know. I don't know.
1: Well, no one's gonna give it to those suckers the way she would.
0: I know. Are you I mean exactly the way I that I don't she,
1: know who can predict anything. Right. But um, well, the but thing I is, like is she he, made it clear yeah. though.
0: If I win, I'm going after him. She's she did not shy away from answering that question, and right. that that's and a she big could deal. Lead that
1: charge. Yeah. And nobody and, and nobody's gonna say that after four years of, of Biden, and he promised only one term, that Kamala couldn't say, all right, I cleaned this shit up. <laughs> I prosecuted right. these corrupt mofos. Right. And I am throwing my hat in the ring and I got a new team yeah. and they ain't going to fight.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you just like you said, it's almost impossible to tell how things are going to go. I mean, there was definitely the uh, also the rumor that Biden was only going to do it for one term, but somebody from his campaign tweeted out and said, no, this is absolutely not what we're talking about. But I mean, I think that it's very likely that that's what they're thinking because, you know, he's, he's definitely older and showing his age and this is not ageism. It's just, you know, I mean, Bernie is about his same age, but Bernie has, I think, even though I'm not in love with Bernie, Bernie has more energy. Elizabeth Warren has more energy and and more I don't know. It's like th- there's like a younger attitude. I think that's really what I'm talking about. Joe Biden has more of the 90s Democrats attitude. And uh, like Elizabeth Warren is more like today, you know, like today's Democrat, because she's a capitalist. She believes in capitalism, but she also believes that those capitalists who are making all kinds of money need to pay their fair share. And so um, I think that she just has a more youthful overall. I mean, she she puts me to fucking shame. I'm 51 years old and I don't think I could do what she's doing. Oh
1: my God. Well, I told you I'm 75. <laughs> so she's, she's not only younger than me, <laughs> but she moves like a woman. in her I know 30.
0: it's insane. She's, she's so fucking young and young minded. And it's like, I mean, I look at Kamala and she is young. She's like, what, 55 or something like that. So yeah, she, she is young. And it's like, I, I would love to see her leading this country. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I have, um, I had criticisms of certain things like for instance, and I'll do this with Amy Klobuchar, um, actually really like her. And I think that she should be the one who is, uh, in Joe Biden's position. If it's going to be about moderate Democrat, if the moderate Democrat is really the person that people think can beat Trump, it should be Amy Klobuchar. Um, because she, I think that she's very tight the the issue that she has and it was one of the issues that was that people realized and I'd seen it before that she shakes when she's on stage and she's talking and it's not all the time it's only when she's when she's afraid, like for instance, when she went after Elizabeth Warren, I know she realized like, oh my God, I'm going after a colleague and it made her nervous. And so she shaked and you could see it. There are other times when you can see that like, okay, she feels really confident in what she's saying and she doesn't shake. And unfortunately it doesn't work. That doesn't work. We don't want to see that. We don't want to see you shake. And it's basically just stage fright. She always pushes through it. She always says exactly what she wants to say. It never hinders her but you can physically see her shaking. I mean, her bangs were shaking in her face. And I don't think that it's funny. They made, they made fun of her on Saturday Night Live. And it's like, you know, she, she just gets that stage fright and then she's not used to being on such a huge platform and, and she gets nervous. And so, um, I mean, you know, it's funny because there's a, a clip of me when I was on days of our lives and I, I was so fucking nervous. You hadn't, you tell. And And I was absolutely sure that when I watched it, I thought, oh my God, I'm gonna let but you couldn't tell. She, but I had been like acting for so I mean, granted she has been a senator and she's been in public office and she's done public speaking, but now she's on a world stage. Now she's got the world's attention, and it's just something that's new for her, and we could see her shaking. But that gets in her way. I think Kamala had similar things where it wouldn't have to do with how like, The fact that Amy Klobuchar shakes a little bit when she gets riled up or nervous about saying something, I don't think it would have anything to do with how she would govern. Nothing at all. And whatever critique I had of Kamala was something like that. It was never about her policy. It was never about who she was. It was just little things that had nothing to do with how she would govern, but it's optics. And I I feel like when you're running for president, you have to check off all the boxes or people are going to write you off. Unless I, I won't yeah, unless you're a man, because you know what else I think here's another thing I think, and I know we're going to have to close up in a second, but um with Joe Biden, I feel like he's made so many gaffes throughout his entire life that we've expected we call him a gaffe machine, right, so that's expected of Joe Biden, and obviously he's got Obama, you know that he he was in the Obama administration. And everybody thinks of him as happy Uncle Joe and and we all love Uncle Joe. So he's got that going for him. Um, But like Elizabeth Warren, if Joe Biden is the nominee, I truly believe he can make gaffes and no one will give a shit. If Elizabeth Warren is the nominee and she makes a gaffe, everyone's going to care. And it could really hurt her. And Everyone's
1: going to care. Yeah. Every single person. And it's like.
0: I, I just I look at that and it, it depresses me because it's, it's not to say that I would care, but it's, you know, I mean, she's already made a gaffe, but I don't care because it has nothing to do with how she's going to govern. And it's like going back to that whole Joe Biden out of touch, hugs women. OK, is that going to is that going to stop him from signing in, you know, the Violence Against Women Act if you know or whatever? Of course, he's, he's not going to be a sexist leader.
1: He's, you know,
0: but he is out of touch. He just is. But he gets his pass. She couldn't be out of touch. He can. And people are like, still, we love him. We love him. We love him. But then if she's out of touch in any way, well, then, okay. You know, people are getting so angry at her because she was a fucking Republican 30 years ago. And it's like,
1: what, what, you know what? Here's what I'm sick of people change. Yeah. We're allowed, I mean, nobody, you know, people switch parties. People's ideals change. People's viewpoints change. People get sober. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) People get divorced. People, you know what I'm saying? Yes. That's called intelligent debate. Yeah. When someone changes, you know, like, hey, I'm going to listen to you. And you know what? You're making some amazing points. I see where you're coming from. And I'm coming around. Yeah. i like. I'm sorry. I am so sick of that. We we have a we have a, a, an accused rapist. Yes. In the White House, people are allowed to change from Republican to Democrat, and they're allowed to change. Thirty their years mind. ago,
0: thirty and they're fucking allowed years. To change their
1: behavior. That's what. That's the whole idea behind the prison system. Yeah. It's called rehabilitation. <laughs> that's what you know. Come on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's just, you know, it's funny because I I did write some things down for the show and we got to them. But this 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 show in particular, it's kind of like um, we're just going off you know, like one subject to the next, Uh, that's kind of the mood I'm in. It's, it's kind of hard for me to focus on one single thing because my mind is just rattling. And again, like when I woke up, it was a series of things that set me off and it put me in a such a bad fucking mood. Although talking to you does help because now I'm not in such a bad mood, but I still feel like I'm reeling. And I, I find it fascinating because in this, on this particular day, while we're impeaching the criminal president, it's like, Instead of feeling really great and instead of feeling like, oh, my God, everything is wonderful. It's not not everything is not wonderful. Everything is scary. And as you know, we're going to take this break and we're going to come back in the new year and we're going to be dealing with insane amounts of um, disinformation and bots and trolls, whether it comes from GOP or Russia or both. There's, There's going to be so much against us. And, and, and we're going to, and it's, and it's going to be very hard for me to watch Democrats falling for it. And then if you call them out for it and say, Democrats can't fall for this, we're not falling for it. We're smarter than that. And they just don't understand that it's very easy to fall for this stuff. We don't even, I could be falling for it and not even knowing it because the, the trolls that they're setting up are very elaborate and sophisticated and they look like they're liberal. And so, you know, I mean, it's like I'm going to go back to an article that was posted by Rolling Stone not too long ago, and it was talking about this one particular account that had hundreds of thousands of followers. And they start off saying all this shit that's positive about Democrats, and then it turns and it's a bait and switch. And and it's like this slow change where you first start out with a very progressive message and then – and then slowly, this troll account that everyone thinks is so fucking fantastic, all the Democrats starts putting out things that make people question and doubt our own people, our own side, and and we don't realize it's happening, and we fall for it. I have fallen for it, and I'm not stupid, you know. But mm-hmm. it's like you, you, we get emotionally invested in who we want to win and what we want to see. And then when we hear a message that either uh, agrees or counters that we have uh, an emotional reaction and then we all fight with each other. And that's mm-hmm. exactly what fucking Vladimir Putin wants. That's what he's doing. He is trying very hard and he's getting very sophisticated at understanding the American electorate uh, electorate's um, mood and then, figuring out how to splinter in every little area. And it's like, I just wish the Democrats would not assume that they're, they are smarter than Vladimir Putin in this. Assume he's smarter and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, and do your own research, appreciate your own candidate. We can debate policy, we can debate things online, but when it, when it gets into the, um, I don't know, like the hatred, the, the, the sheer condescending tone and the, you know, fuck you, you, you corporate shill and all this stuff. You're just playing right in, playing right in to what Vladimir Putin wants. And so it's, it's, it's frightening to me to, um, to think that we're heading into this. So we all have to be really fucking strong. Mm-hmm. And just, I, I, just yeah. to, just to say before we go, obviously, um, I don't know if you can hear, I'm hearing a little bit of feedback, not a lot because we're, 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 we're doing a show on the cell phone. So, um, just letting everyone know I'm aware of it. And, and this is something that doesn't usually happen, but it happens occasionally. So I know it's there, but it, it's not that bad. So anyway. <laughs> is it? Okay,
1: good. I hope not. Because I got myself a newfangled computer and I got the proper <laughs> little plugins and shit and it didn't
0: work. Yeah, because we usually use a different way to record the show. We don't usually use the phone, but um, this time we are. It's, and, and I'm not blaming you, obviously. It's just sometimes... Um, but it's when, my fault. No, no, no. Sometimes <laughs> when, when you do the phone... There's going to be an issue, too. So um, just letting everybody know that I'm aware of it. Um, all right. So we're going to go into another thing. And I before we do, number one, I want to remind all of you that uh, Steph is running for city council in Oakland. And mm. after I stop talking, I'm going to let her give a quick rundown of where to find her and all of that. Um, but on a personal note, Stephanie, I just I, I say this most sincerely. I'm so grateful you're in my life. I'm so grateful you've been my co host and that we're going to keep doing this in 2020. I. I'm inspired by you. I, I you know, I, I think of your positive energy and your positive attitude sometimes when I'm feeling down and I, mm. I literally draw inspiration from it. And I'm I'm grateful that you're so supportive in every way and, and and thank you so much for everything, your friendship, for your co-hosting, for for your passion and for your energy and for fighting for this country. I, I sincerely appreciate oh you. My
1: God. <laughs> I just don't know how to respond without (laughs) getting choked up. So the other day I, I, I left you a message and I was like, I couldn't even help saying like, closing with like, I love you. (laughs) And I have to say, you're right back at you. You know, you're, you're so committed. You're so brilliant. You write so beautifully You articulate things that I feel you are like, you just, you stand up for all the right stuff. And I wish, you know, sometimes I, I still, you know, I get on Twitter sometimes and I have to have second thoughts and like, I got to keep it real simple, stupid for myself. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when I, but like, you're just, you're in it. You're fighting the fight every single day and 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 I'm doing it too, but in a different mm-hmm. way. And I think it's a wonderful compliment, but your friendship means the world to me. So that's really sweet to hear. And, you know, I want nothing but the best for you and for Bob. <laughs> And for Queen Anne and like all you guys, you know, what a what a wonderful um, experience it has been. So thank you. And thank you for inviting me and for, you know, taking it, you taking this to the next level. This is all you. Well, and I just get to plug in and, and be sassy with you sometimes. Oh. So it's been a real joy and I really appreciate it. And thanks for giving me a platform too to talk about. What I'm doing here politically. Um, well, as as and- as
0: I usually do, I'm going to include all of your Twitter accounts, your two Twitter accounts, and then your Stuff for Oakland site. But um, why don't you tell people where to find you on Twitter and just a little bit about your your run and where they can donate and all that.
1: Right. So um, I've been at Lady Brain Show for a few years on Twitter, and I love that, and it's fun and. It's where you and I did our thing. Yes. Um, for, for as long as we did and continue to do. And now I have at Steph for Oakland, S T E P H F O R Oakland. And that's my city council run account. And I'd love some followers there. I God, I'd love to beef that up. But um I am running for city council in uh, District One, city of Oakland, where I've resided with my family for almost 15 years. Uh, Things are changing here. We're looking at a dwindling middle class. We're looking at uh, an increase in homelessness by almost 50% in the last two years, and many of those people have been displaced. Half of them have been displaced because rents are too high. We need more housing. We need to take care of people in our community who have been forced to live life on the streets. We need to work with our school board to make Oakland Unified School District better. And we need to, to pay attention to every single person's needs in this amazing city. Yes. As we, you know, and, and, and I, my motto is, look, I'm engaging with people in my community. Yeah, I represent District 1, but I want to work with the other seven city councilors to make Oakland as a whole better we all have so much to contribute. We have voices that need to be heard. And, and something that different from my, my opponent, who's been in the job for seven years is I will respond. I will call you back. I'm doing it now. And I think people, this is government is for the people and by the people. And so I am engaging with the people to make Oakland better. And, and to quote my, my, my guru, my 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 queen politically, Barbara Lee, who I am so lucky and hashtag blessed to be <laughs> one of her constituents. So goes Oakland, mm-hmm. so goes California, and yeah. so goes the rest of the country. And when <sighs> she says we are the mo- the most woke congressional district, I I believe it. We yeah. are. And she fights for us every day. And I want to fight for the people who I, you know, walk among. Every single day for the last 15 years. I'm so proud to be an Oakland resident and I would be so proud to represent District One at City Hall. So that was long, but that's how I feel. And, um, you know, hit me up. Uh, Steph at steffforoakland.com is my email address. Uh, oakland.com is my website. Check me out there. I am pushing really hard to raise another 10 grand before the end of the year. Um, one of my mentors and, and another one of my, I, I call her queen. Cause she is Buffy Wicks. She's like, sister, you <laughs> got to raise money. You got to show you're viable and you've got to get, ju- you know, you've got to get financial support to make this thing go, but you've got to get the support of your people. So I am available for all of you anytime, anywhere hit me. Ah.
0: Yes, and again, I'm putting all of that information into the uh, text of the Patreon description. And just a friendly reminder, I also need to uh, build up this podcast. And so I have built it up, especially since we've been doing at least one show per week. Sometimes it's two. Um, and my goal is for the new year, eventually at some point, to get it to two shows per, per week every week. But there are certain things in the way of that right now. The one One of the things that will help move that is me earning more money through Patreon. So (laughs) I hate asking for money, but you know what, this is what I'm doing and I have to earn money for it. So if you, uh, if you can, if you're out there, if you're listening and you're not a a supporter again, one or $2 a month really makes a difference. And you can find me on Twitter at author Kimberly, K I M B E R L E Y. You can also go to amazon.com with my name, Kimberly A. Johnson, and look up my books. And that's that. So we're going to we're going to shut this down until 2020. We will see you next time. And right now we're going to hop on over to end another thing. So Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, Steph. Happy New Year and
1: Merry Christmas to you, too, girl.
0: (laughs) And And everybody. And everybody. And Ziggy Blue (laughs) and Ted the Cat. And (laughs) and, I mean, there's so many. (laughs) There's so many of you whose names, of course, I can't remember right at this moment. But I appreciate all of you. And and thank you so much. And we'll see you over uh, at end another thing. All right.
1: Love you.